0: Hey guys, Jennifer here with a guest. you want to tell me your name? Becca. How old are you, Becca? I'm 19. And why did you agree to come on my podcast tonight?
1: Well, I've just listened to a lot of them and it's helped me through a lot of my days. So, And I didn't know that. That's fun.
0: Well, it is 1149 and my goal this January is to create an episode every day of January and it's almost tomorrow. And so we have 10 minutes. So we're going to pop in an episode really quick so we were talking about well we talked about several things what did we decide to talk about we decided to talk about do you think your generation is more willing to be authentic and vulnerable than generations that came before you I do and tell us a little bit about why you why you think that y'all are more willing to be authentic and maybe why you think the generation before you wasn't
1: Well, probably because the generation before us was just taught so much to, like, withhold, like, who you are and just, like, keep, like, your vulnerability, like, hidden. Like, it's just between you and, like, your, like, little family or, like, you and the Lord. But, like, loving the Lord is to show everybody. Show everybody your light and show—just show your goodness and the love that you have within your body, so.
0: Yeah, so do you think that generation that keeps closed off like that, do you think they have— less close relationships, and do you think that it hinders their ability to build connections with people outside of their family?
1: I do. I definitely do because, I mean, I'm not saying that I came from a family that did that because I came from a very good family, but I was always... Reluctant to open up. I was a baby. I'm the youngest of four, so I was always like, "Oh, what do I say? Like, can I talk to my mom? Can I talk to my dad?" So I was always kind of reluctant and scared.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So, so how does that play into your relationships with your peers, or maybe even people younger than you?
1: Well, with me, it was, I guess, a little easier because I'm I have such a bubbly personality, so it yeah. was easy for me to just go up and talk to somebody. Yes, and then like intertwine, like, my relationship with God. Yeah. And with me moving here to Grand Saline, that really, like, helped it grow and for me to actually, like, start working on different relationships, like, in different, like, like, economies and different places and stuff, so. So
0: Do you think because you're bubbly personality, it's easier for you to connect with people? Like, is it easier for you to connect with other bubblier people? (laughs) Not bubblier, but bubbly Mm -hmm. people, or do you... Like, is it hard to connect with people who aren't as
1: bubbly? In a way, yes, because let's, I'm going to use someone in my family for instance. Just don't use their name. Yes. (laughs) Sometimes like my personality just gets so overwhelming. So I have to like hone it down a notch to like get on their level so I don't like overwhelm them with how much like yeah I get
0: that I get that so do you feel like this isn't what we were going to talk about but but it's okay (laughs) because something someone else has said to me recently do you feel like you have to make yourself small like become maybe someone you're not to make sure you don't overwhelm people or to be approved by people like you can't really be your full self because you're a lot
1: Maybe not right at first. Maybe I'll tone it down a Mm -hmm. bit because one, I don't want to scare him away. Yes, I don't want to be like, oh, this is a crazy person that is trying to like come and talk to me. So maybe not, not change myself and like not be me, but just. So, put it all out there. So,
0: more like you tiptoe into the waters instead of just dive in. Dive in. Okay. That makes sense. So, since we're just keeping this a little bit short, tell us. So, a lot of my listeners are moms. And a lot of them ask for Kate, my daughter, which you know, Kate. Mm -hmm. um, Because they want to, they're asking for parenting tips Mm -hmm. and advice on how you're raising daughters. And so you, you're a college-age student, and um, how? what would you speak into, even me, raising Kate still, so speak into those who are raising preteens, teens, and maybe even college-age girls, because some of my listeners have college-age mm-hmm. girls, so what would you speak into them to encourage them to create vulnerability and authenticity in their relationship, like to bridge that mm-hmm. gap that has been created in the generations where, oh, everything's hush hush. But now y'all's generation seems to be like everything's out in the open. And you know, this is kind of off topic too, but there are older people that would say these, this generation has no shame. Like they'll just say whatever. And they say that in a negative way, but in my own life, I'm like, praise God. I don't have any shame because shame is not from the Lord, right? It's from the enemy. So how do you bridge that gap between the generations? What would your encouragement be to moms? And maybe if, I don't know, anything that comes to your mind, you can talk, you can say whatever you want. But what tips to these moms who are raising these preteens and teens, and, and, and especially if the moms aren't used to being vulnerable, like what would your encouragement be to reach out to their daughters if they have a hard time themselves being authentic?
1: Does that make sense? I would sense? probably say, first off, just let them know that it is okay to mess up. Let
0: mm-hmm. them know that
1: it's not... That's good. It's not a random thing for you just to mess up or to make a bad decision. It happens every day. Mm-hmm. We're, we all have a sinful nature. We're all humans. So I would just yeah. say, first off, let them know that it is okay to mess up in that.
0: So do you think... I'm going to cut you off. Go but for it. do you think, because you said that, do you think that... Uh, I don't know how to say it, kids, children, whatever, the young adults, mm-hmm. do you think they feel in an environment where it's not vulnerable and authentic and you can't really share your stuff, mm-hmm. do you feel like they have this perception that they have to be perfect then?
1: Uh, definitely.
0: Okay, so there's that pressure to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go ahead.
1: I Well, just adding on to that, like being perfect is not God's image for us. Yeah. So... That, that goes on to just... Well, he
0: already sees us as perfect anyway. Well, yes.
1: But yeah. it's not like...
0: He's not expecting us to get yes. it all. T-
1: you can't work up to getting into heaven. You, yeah. you don't work up to... Or doing all the good works. You just... Okay. Be yourself.
0: So you would encourage moms to make sure their daughters... Sons too, but we're, mm-hmm. you know, talking oh, my about girls here. Now. So... To let their daughters know that failure is just a part of life.
1: It makes you grow.
0: Yeah, it does make you grow. My and, dad even said that to me on the phone mm-hmm. yesterday. I don't know how he worded it, but something to the effect of people don't grow from success. Yeah. They grow, grow from, from failure. Yeah, failure. And yeah.
1: They, yeah. Yeah. Coming down from underneath, being the underdog. So. Yeah.
0: So what if... Okay, let me think of a different question. Um, what if... What if a mom is listening and they are trying to connect with their daughters, but their daughters are the ones who are shut down and shut off from being honest and authentic and vulnerable with them? Like, they don't tell their moms things.
1: I mean, I was kind of like that. Okay. I never really knew how to open up, and moving to Grand Slade was probably the best way for me and my mom to ever connect.
0: Because you got the drive
1: time. We got the drive time. So I would say, try to like set aside like certain times in a day that you can tell like your daughter or your son, Mm -hmm. whoever you're trying to get that vulnerability Mm -hmm. with, set aside those certain times in the day. Say, hey, if you want to like come talk to me, you can come talk to me. You don't have to, but I'm just giving you like the opportunity. So that
0: one-on-one opportunity. Yes.
1: Because I mean, Mm -hmm. before I came here, I was so like, Bumbled up,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And I was
1: mad at the world. Yeah, like, that's I've used that expression so many times. I was mad at the world. Yeah, and everybody and, in it. Yes, everybody <laughs> in it. Literally, everybody I've used in that it. too. And I have sat in that car driving from Frankston to Grand Celine going. Mm-hmm. I'm just so bad. I'm pretty good at the car, and my yeah. mom she was silent. She was allowing me yes to first express get all the stuff out, get all the bad juju out, and yeah. then express myself to her and let her. Let me open up to her. Yeah, that's good. So sometimes the silence is good, and I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. say, pressure them into it, because coming from my personality, Uh if you try to pressure me into saying what I want, it's not going to work. And
0: knowing your personality, like I do, I feel like you're a verbal processor, Mm -hmm. and so I feel like that quiet time of her being silent and just listening is, because I have a verbally Mm -hmm. processing daughter, Mm -hmm. and I have... And maybe this is a tip for you parents. I have had to ask my daughter when she starts rattling off. Mm-hmm. I I ask her specifically, is this something that I need to focus on what you're saying mm-hmm. because you need a reply for me? Or is this something that... You just need to talk.
1: I just need to rant. Yes.
0: And yeah. she'll, she'll tell me, no, right now I need you to focus because I need your response. Mm-hmm. Or she'll say, no, I just need to talk. If you can just, like, you don't even have to listen, but yeah. just be there.
1: And my mom, she's done a very good job. Yes. Because my dad's like. I don't want to hear it. Like, yes, mom's like no. She just needs to. Yeah, run. she just
0: needs to talk. Yes, yeah, so yes.
1: Allow your daughter to have the vulnerability just to read. Yes, and get things off her chest because if she doesn't. She's just going to hold it in.
0: So, so people, so parents who are parenting these bubbly, expressive, verbal processors, they just need to maybe be silent a little bit and let their kids have space to talk without being parented.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's good. Um, there's a time that the Holy Spirit. I know he whispered into me, it felt like more like a shout, like an audible, but I don't really think it was audible, but it was that real. Mm -hmm. He said to me, "Um, if you don't shut, or how will they ever learn to hear my voice if you don't shut up? And I was like, oh yeah. And so I practiced being silent so that they could, you know, God could be the loudest voice in their life. And that way they could have space to talk. Because if I'm always talking as a mom, then they don't have any space to talk, right? If my kids listen to this, they're like, yeah, you still say a million words a minute. Okay, the us <laughs> okay, so <Yeah>, <laughs> But parents who are raising more introverted kids, they probably might need to become maybe better question askers, would you say? Maybe. Okay.
1: I wouldn't try. I wouldn't think too hard on the questions. Don't make it no. like yes to where they know you're tr- like, "Hey, let me get yes inside your head." Like,
0: but maybe give them an opportunity to yeah. answer more than just yes or no, mm-hmm. where they can actually open up and talk. Definitely. Okay, well, we're at our past a little bit on our ten minute mark. Do you have any more tips for parents who are raising preteens, teens, or maybe even build even building a relationship with college age girls?
1: I, like I said, just give them time to open up. Don't force them and let them know that like your arms are always open. Let them know that yeah, them coming to you and them telling you if they sinned or whatever the don't problem was. Don't freak out. Yes, don't freak out. <laughs> just let them do it and tell you and then say, like you've told me many times before, there's grace. God gives you grace. Yes, God's
0: grace is big enough. I think it's Corey Ten Boom that says there is not a... I'm totally going to jack up her words, but basically she says something to the effect of there is not a pit so deep that God's grace isn't deeper. And one of the things that, that yeah, um, in some way or another, I said it right, (laughs) maybe not that exact way, but one of the advices that my aunt gave me that sticks with me, she was talking about her own children and she was saying that just love them where they are. Mm -hmm. Just love them where they are. Even if they're a wreck of a mess, just love them where they are. And I always have to remind myself that I have chosen to believe that God is going to see my kids through to completion. Mm -hmm. So no matter what comes up or no, like if you're a verbal processor, no matter what comes out of their mouths, God's going to see them through to completion. So I don't have to worry about it.
1: Most definitely.
0: Thanks for joining me on my podcast. Will you come back one day? Definitely. Yay. High five. Okay. Love you, Becca. (laughs) Talk to you guys tomorrow.